With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Um, some, some really good games and some games uh, that we want back. And that's part of, play, part of pro football, but it's, it's something that, you know, I think we could have we done a lot better job of this year is just being more consistent, sustaining drives, uh, being a better third down team. And uh, that's that's the most important stat that sticks out, you know, being being better on third down. So, again, there's going to be going to be time to look at all that all those things. But you know, we can be a really good third down team here on Sunday against Chicago and be good on first down, second down, and um, just uh, just have our guys play their best football this week. All right, if the <laughs> if the Vikings are a a better third down team against the Bears on Sunday. Will that make you guys feel good going into the offseason? Will, will, will it wipe away any ill feelings you had? Oh, let me let me hand out a God's looking a, for the bleeps he gives with the with 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 the, with the paper. I think. Right let me there. hand out a grade. I'm to find yeah. some bleeps. I can't. Find. Here's your yeah. here's your grade for this year. F. Hold on. No, let me improve it. Is it a is it a drool stain in the F middle minus. of that piece of paper there? No, it's a uh, stain from from my my. He- Healthy choice um, that I, I had oh, to put breakfast. on this piece of paper. And um, yes, it caused wrong a plate lot of grease. Or a paper towel. Well, I had the healthy choice in the thing. Uh-huh. Like they come pre packaged. And so I put the package thing down on the piece of paper, uh-huh. but I didn't have a, a towel or a plate below the package. Hmm. That's why I keep Like all it's the not paper. like the food Got is it. on the piece of paper. Like it's in, it's in a carton, you know? It comes in a carton. Okay. But I'm it, not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to take a plate out and dirty a plate below a carton. Like that's too much for me. That's I tough, do the yeah. So I'm not doing more work. You're just trying to minute. You're trying to be efficient. You're trying to minimize. That's what, mo- that's what my life's about. Your, Every your day choice. is a struggle. It's like a football game, right? Adversity. And I don't want to create more dish adversity than is absolutely necessary. Do you use plastic utensils? I would, if I could. Okay. I love paper. Bad plate, for the too. environment. Horrible but it, environment. It's, it's good for minimizing um, the dishes. Okay. I'm going to say it again. And I know that, this is not a popular opinion, but I'm 52. No kids. Environment doesn't worry me. <laughs> because, I'll because be what? long gone <laughs> by the time that that catches up uh, we'll to the world. We'll see. Uh, you know, I think TCL TVs are environmentally friendly. Oh, I know God. that they're great for watching football. Mm-hmm. And you can find a new lineup of award-winning TVs that deliver the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So normally here... Every week we do purple props where we take you through our game picks 
and all the intricate details of what the market says, what the sports books are saying about the game. Uh, but, you know, this, this game is relatively meaningless. There's no playoff implications. Bears, Vikings, it's just uh, basically an exhibition game on Sunday. So I'm going to give you guys a choose-your-own-adventure show layout here. Okay, we can do one of two things. We can We can either A go through and pick the game and go through the spread details and the betting trends and whatnot. Or I have a list on profootballnetwork.com about the hottest potential 2022 NFL general manager candidates that Ooh. if the Vikings move on from Rick Spielman, they could tap into this list. Gee Willikers. Um, I really enjoy Dore. I mean, I always enjoy going through basically preseason game props, <laughs> but I, I guess I'm going to go Dore B. Jacqueline, how about you? Dore B, yeah, but I will say Judd Zogad did spend the longest pie chart of blame on a preseason football game, so you do have takes when it comes to meaningless football oh. games. I yeah, do had a fourteen-minute pie chart yes. in the preseason game, and the reason why was because at that time I was preparing the Vikings for what was supposed to be success. They didn't listen to that pie chart and they failed. Why didn't they just call? Which me? is why they all get F minuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they don't just call you. All right, let's uh, let's do this. Let's fire this up here. Right, so right. The, this is a list of potential 2022 general manager candidates. The article is from ProFootballNetwork.com. It's who are the top names to know if your team is about to fire its general manager? And Rick Spielman, it's possible that on Sunday night or Monday morning, we don't know. There's a lot of decisions to be made here, but uh, th- th- this list is in no particular order. So we'll start with Mike Borgonzi, assistant general manager, Kansas City Chiefs. Is this the year someone steals him away from Kansas City? The chief, the Chiefs' lifer's name. So he's been with the Chiefs for a long time. Uh, pops up every cycle, kind of like George Payton. For years, he was turning yeah. down opportunities, right? But each time, he has remained with the Chiefs' organization. Kansas City's roster has been chock full of high-level talent for years. The Chiefs have become a bit of a GM factory. Um, and Mike Borgonzi has followed a familiar path. So, again, we probably don't know a lot about these people, but right. like the They're idea of yep. Mike Borgonzi. Um, the organization intrigues me, uh, but, again, I don't, without knowing more, I don't, you know, it, it's very hard to say when we're talking about guys like this what their actual involvement in the success is. Um, some are very smart. Some are, are along for the ride. The organization, though, I could certainly – in a copycat league where ideas are stolen constantly, mm-hmm. it does make some sense at least to talk to, to a guy from the Chiefs and say, tell us everything that you know, and we might g- give you a job ultimately. And we might not, but we'll know what you know then. So I talked to him. That's the type of guy I talked to for Here, sure. Uh, here's the job titles for, for Gonzi when he's with the Chiefs since 09. So he was the College of Scouting Administrator. Then he was the Manager of Football Operations. Then he was a pro personal scout, then elevated to assessant, assistant director of pro scouting, then elevated again to co-director of player personnel. And for the last three years, he's been the director of player personnel. So he's risen up the ranks. Okay. I like okay. it. Yeah, I think, you know, you know, obviously you have to figure out to what extent is he driving the personnel success with the Chiefs versus he's Right. Part of an organization that, right? And I don't know. I don't know. 
The next one on the list is Morocco Brown, director of college scouting for the Indianapolis Colts. So he is a familiar name to anyone who follows NFL personnel department news. He got an interview for the Falcons GM opening last year, uh, ultimately did not get the job. But he has more than two decades of experience in the NFL, spending time with the Browns, Washington, and Bears before joining the Colts. He had a big say in the Colts selecting major pieces like Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor, and Grover Stewart in recent years. I will say, I love the Colts organization and what they've built over the last you know seven, eight years. They are competitive. They have good defenses. They seem to, and they're trying to find the quarterback, right? Carson Wentz, you know, they made that move. Yeah. So they're, you know, life after Andrew Luck has been, it's, I mean, they've been fine, but they're, they're trying to find if they can get that last piece of the puzzle. But I, I'm interested if you're tapping into smart people from the Colts or the Chiefs. Okay. I'm here for that. Um, one name that has also serviced from the Colts, and I think he had a couple of in- interviews in the past couple of years, including, I think, last year with the Lions, um, their assistant GM, guy by the name of Ed Dodds, who uh, I-, I read a big story about him. Sounds like he has been around for a while and a very, very smart guy. So, yeah, the Colts are – the Colts have done things right. Like, they are they were a weird team, and I, and they, they definitely had some struggles, but I think that they've done a really good job personnel-wise and also – building out a coaching staff. So I would, I would be intrigued and, and Dodds is a name that's been out there. So that could be a definite uh, candidate as well. Hey, he's curious. Um, I think the Colts have done a pretty decent job. Feels right. I mean, they're kind of similar to the Vikings that they've always been good. They haven't trained, been train wrecks necessarily. I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan, but that doesn't mean I don't applaud them for trying to go out and fix their quarterback position either. Um, but I, I'd be curious on them. Uh, the next name is a very, very familiar one. This guy is 55 years old, and he was the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons for 12 years. Thomas Dimitrov. Yes. So he was fired. The Falcons cleaned everything out, I don't know, a year and a half ago. And um, I'll just oh, read yeah. you the write-up here. If a team wants someone who knows what it takes to get to the Super Bowl, they could do a lot worse than Thomas Dimitrov, who's been out of football since the Falcons fired him and Dan Quinn one month into the 2020 season. Uh, Quinn rehabbed his image by transforming the Cowboys' defense into one of the best in football. Does Dimitrov deserve a chance to do the same on the front office side? So they made six playoff appearances in 13 years. They were in every other year playoff team. They had a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. In 2016, he identified Matt Ryan. I believe he was the one that, because his first year was 08, so I'm 90% sure he identified. Uh, yeah, no, he did. He, yeah. he drafted Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Grady Jarrett. So, you know, he's the, he's a familiar name here. He's done it before. He's brought a team to the Super Bowl. I would say that the 2008 through 2020 Falcons are actually kind of similar to the Vikings in that they were pretty darn good and competitive they went a step further than the Vikings did by actually going to a Super Bowl. But um, I would be interested in in having a conversation with Thomas Dimitrov. Yes. I wonder if there might be some bad blood there. He was supposed to interview here for the for that job, um, maybe pre-Fran Foley, mm. and didn't show. And I think that's when, when – I think that's – around at the time, or it might have been post-Fran before Rick. So he um, was with the Patriots for like so, five years yes. before he got that Falcons yes. job. And he blew, and I I want to say he decided not to, and I don't know 
if the, if that was the Falcons' job at the time that he was taking and in the process of, um, or not. But I wonder if that wouldn't have sat well with the Vikings, uh, considering that was the uh, Wilf ownership group. I think he's worth an interview for sure, um, and the vetting process of that. But I, just the way the Falcons have honestly kind of kind of collapsed with with their roster construction last year it does kind of freak me out. I know he was fired from that zero and five start last season. I think he's worth an interview, but I wouldn't be jumping up for joy that he he should be interviewing yeah. for the job either. See, the other hard part about pinpointing a GM, it's less about like what's your batting average and mm-hmm. drafting players and stuff because the draft. The draft's kind of a crapshoot, and yes, there's going to be certain guys who can maybe have a higher batting average, but like Bill Belichick whiffs a ton in the draft, and you know, Rick Spielman found Stefan Diggs, but like he also passed on Stefan Diggs for four rounds. So it's just, I'm more interested in someone who's a great leader, someone who, like Judd has said, can read people, understands like how to identify a quarterback who gets it, who doesn't, right. and someone who can build organizational culture. A lot of right. things you can't quantify. Like you really need to find a leader of people and a leader of an organization. It's less about like, did he hit on this tackle or not? Some of that is well, luck I'd, and crapshoot. I'd be very curious about uh, obviously philosophy of construction um, because that's important. And I think if your focus is in the wrong places, that's a red flag. But yeah, when it comes to quarterback too, it's like, can you identify that position and that player, not just as, as an arm talent, but like as a person who can lead. And then can you build out a coaching staff that can take said player and develop him too? Cause if you take a good quarterback and put him in the wrong environment, there's a chance it ain't going to work. So like this, like the Mac Jones thing, again, I think it's a real indictment that we're that we all say, well, the Vikings pa- passed on Mac Jones, but if the Vikings had taken him, they would have screwed him up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really big indictment, right? Like, Mac Jones was taken by the Patriots. He's playing. He's playing well. You got to look at that and say, you can't just be, be like, well, I'm glad the Vikings didn't take Mac Jones because it wouldn't have been the same here. So, like, those are the nuanced things that are extremely important. Yeah. Uh, we're about halfway through this list, and there's a couple definitely recognizable names here. But uh, I'll tell you what, it doesn't take a genius scout to identify a good can of beer. Mm, let's see here. If I had a first-round draft pick, what would it be? Oh, you know what? I always have my first-round pick. It's like a quarterback. It's always sitting nearby. Surly Furious IPA. That's right. I am never far from my first-round pick because my roster construction, well, it's impeccable because I have found the right beer. And it is this one, Surly Furious IPA Outstanding. Of course, all Surly Brewing products are great. But if you're going to have one draft pick tonight, make it a Surly Furious. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're going to find mm-hmm. one insurance company to partner with to give you a lot more resources and risk management protection as a business owner, it would be Federated. Federated's been around for over 100 years. They've got all kinds of experience protecting business owners, making sure that uh, – you uh, maximize the success of your business by protecting against risk. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Uh, Ed Dodds, you already mentioned him. He's on this list, the assistant general manager for the Colts. Uh, he'll definitely be getting interviews. The next guy on the list after Ed Dodds is Lewis Riddick, current Monday night football analyst. I think a lot more people know him as talking head guy on ESPN the last eight years or so. 
And I think he's excellent on TV. Mm-hmm. I think he does a great job explaining things to the viewers. He's opinionated. Um, he seems like a kind of a no nonsense guy too. Just he's, yeah. he seems like a very buttoned up guy. Agree. His background is in player personnel. So he was the director of pro personnel for the Philadelphia Eagles. He also worked for Washington. This is like, you know, kind of mid two thousands early. Like two, he was with the Eagles from two thousand ten to two thousand thirteen. And um, the write-up says he knows the game, he knows how to communicate, and it's time a team made him the face of a franchise. I believe he interviewed for jobs as well last year, so he definitely yep. wants to be. And this would be kind of like a Mike Mayock situation where he he's, he goes from TV to running a franchise. Yeah. Um, I Listen, I th- he, he's a smart guy. So I don't think it would just be a gimmick hire. Oh, you're hiring a guy from TV. I think you'd be hiring a smart guy to run the organization. I would give him a look. I'm torn here. So I would, I think if I I was going to, and I think that this league should embrace the opportunity to hire minority candidates. I think I would look far longer at GM candidates who are in the league right now. And I know that we don't know names, but the reality is those guys have been practicing their craft. Um, and I would prefer to find that Riddick intrigues me as this, the job that we think Spielman is going to get like being kicked upstairs. If I could have Riddick be my president, um, and, and represent my team and have a voice in football as well, but be a more wide ranging. But when we're talking about the GM, the X's and O's guy, basically, who's just in the muckety muck of footbally football things. I prefer to get a guy who's currently in the league actively working right now. But like if you weren't going to take Rick and make make him, I don't know, to take your pick a title, president of you know, football or president or whatever. I think, I think that's a perfect title right there. The president <laughs> of, football. of football or whatever. Just or whatever go you do. Go talk to the Dunkers <laughs> Club. But anyway, I th- I think that 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 could be a really good good job because Riddick would bring things. I just, I'm really more towards rewarding people that are actively practicing their craft in the league right now. I think Riddick is very intriguing. And if people look at the Mike Mayock situation as like, oh, don't do it. Because I I think Mike Mayock is like a little psychotic, just to be completely honest. I don't think he's a competent GM. He's a little (laughs) nuts to me. He went from a player. The team's been pretty competitive, though. They've been better, but they've had like a boatload of draft picks over the last three years that have just been waved, cut, not hitting like the, he's he's a bit of a buffoon in my opinion he also like went from playing into commercial real estate i'm getting this off wikipedia by the way i don't know this off the top of my head this is mayock yeah mike mayock and then was a broadcaster for like 20 years and then like basically stumbled in my opinion into this raiders job like riddick has experience riddick was the director of football ops for for the eagles he was a former player he seems like a smart guy yeah i would definitely interview him and to be honest i'm Probably the most curious on him of, of all the people you've listed so far. Hmm. Uh, the next one on the list here is Dan Morgan. Remember him? He was he was a linebacker in the NFL for a number of years. Yeah. He's the assistant general manager for the Panthers. Yep. Here's the write-up. What a meteoric rise. Dan Morgan's second act might be better than his first. He's currently got his dream job. Um, he was the all-pro linebacker for the Panthers before injuries cut his playing career short. I think he had concussions or something. Mm-hmm. It would likely take the perfect scenario for him to leave Carolina, but the sense around football is he's worth breaking the bank for. 
One year after his premature retirement, Morgan interned for the Seahawks. They eventually brought him aboard as their assistant director of pro personnel. He was soon running the department and then did the same for the Bills from 2018 through 20. Then Panthers GM Scott Fitterer picked him from the pool of at least four candidates to be his assistant GM. So, again, I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd pick his brain. Familiar name. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Worth an interview. I wonder if this is how... Like the Wills go about it. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. I remember that guy. Guys. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. that guy used to, used to <laughs> no. be a linebacker, right? Eh, no, let's let you pull, so. him on, pull him up I on Wikipedia. I look at all let's the guys. Let's call that guy. Bring me that Panthers guide. Who's this Dan Morgan guy? Let's call. Let's see what he's up to. I don't know if I like Lewis Riddick, but who's the other guy in the booth? That Brian Greasy. This media well, guy. What's Brian really Greasy's useful. contract? Look at, the, look at this media guide. <laughs> Uh, all right, Joe Schoen, the assistant GM for the Buffalo Bills. Another name that's been through the rumor mill at least once already. He was up for a couple of top jobs last offseason, but nothing materialized. He has been Brandon Bean's top lieutenant for at least five years, and obviously the Buffalo Bills have come on strong in those five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll, let me roll through a few of these, and then yeah. you guys can give your final comments. Uh, Elliot Wolf, the front, uh, front office consultant right now for the Patriots. Ron Wolf's kid. Okay. So he uh, he joined the Patriots after 14 years with the Packers and two yeah. with the Browns, who made him their assistant GM in 2018. While with the Packers, Wolf was the director of three different departments at varying times, pro personnel, player personnel, and football operations. And then uh, Dave Ziegler, who is the director of player personnel for the Patriots, so mm-hmm. working for Bill Belichick. So that's your list of Top rising GM candidates, according to ProFootballNetwork.com. So it, it feels like they went through largely a group of successful teams <laughs> and then picked names from there, which leads me to ask the question again. And th- this is the hard to quantify thing um, that you have to do a bunch of background checking uh, is how much did that person actually have to do with the success of that team and how much did they benefit from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think Doogie mentioned this name as well. And this is a guy who's been in Dallas for a long time. He's their VP of player personnel, Will McClay. Um, he had a chance to to um, interview for the Texans job last year. And much like George Payton did, I think he passed on that opportunity. Uh, but he is a guy who's been around for a long time. Um, Declan will like this. Mm-hmm. Has, uh, has obviously a relationship with Kellen Moore. I don't know that he would take the job. Uh, but he's a guy who probably deserves a chance too. I just I struggle because we don't know. I I struggle with guys who are just tied to teams. Um, I like the opportunity to pick their brains, but again, if you are just starstruck by oh you worked with Belichick, what's that like? Oh man, that's gonna be and we've seen that before. Yeah, that can be a really slippery slope. I think the biggest question is Thomas Dimitrov is out there. He's been to a Super Bowl. The Falcons were a winning team over the course of 12 years. And so he's built a competent organization. Did he build it much beyond what the Vikings were between 2018, 20? Not really. Like they were pretty similar franchises. So like to me, you know, you could hire Thomas Dimitrov, assuming he wants to get back in the game. Sure. Is there somebody better with more upside, but a lot less experience that you would take a gamble on and put him in that spot? And I think the I think the okay. what I worry is that the Vikings would go with the sort of well we just want to guard against a train wreck right so let's bring in Tom I, like I would interview Thomas Dimitrov but I would I would swing for the fences man like if you feel like there's somebody on this list that 
they don't have that much experience, but they're a dynamic leader. They they've got a great scouting eye, yep. and and they're willing to, you know, go out and get a quarterback of the future. Like, I w- I would swing for the upside here. I guess is what a hundred percent, absolutely. And and I also think, um, I I would not hire a minority candidate just to do it, but I also think that this league has been so adverse to that that there has to be like some hidden gems, right? Like there have to be, there's some, you know, so, so like this whole, whole thing of let's, I'm going to get this uh, recycled white guy. And, and like, we've seen that in sports constantly, right? If you're a smart, savvy owner, I got to think that there's an unexplored territory of some really good up and coming, probably fairly young people who would be great, who are sitting there, um, who who can't get jobs because of, unfortunately, so far, I think it's fair to say this, the color of their skin, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, like, I mean, that's where I would be swinging for the fences in, in saying, okay, the rest of the league has passed on the, these guys. Um, I don't know if it's because of biases or what, but let's start there. We know what we need to do with Lewis Riddick. Someone needs to go back because I think he's on the – He's on like the eight hour, you know, draft coverage panel. I need to know, like, were there any really outlandish bad takes? You know, like did he like did he think that well, sure uh, like Mitch Trubisky to was going to be a Hall of yeah. Famer or something? I need to know. All right, what what were your quarterback takes on draft day, man? How bad? How good yeah. or bad? The TV thing sort of scares me off sometimes too, because like we are like, oh, I've heard of that guy because he's on TV, right? Yeah. And and so I. I would far prefer to get a guy who's grinding for a team, and I, I'm like, who? And then it's like, oh, okay. And in fairness, I feel like Riddick, Riddick seems, in his preparation for his job, he seems to do a lot of the same legwork, film study, talking Absolutely. to people around the league that you would yeah. do if you were in that role. So, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't think it's that he's just, like, been out of the game and rusty. Oh, I think no. He, I think he no. kind of takes that craft and molds it into his media job and if you talk to him and he he's uh, brilliant that's awesome but i just i think that there isn't i think there's unexplored territory here that you could tap into and get a home run higher because it hasn't been uh (laughs) tapped into previously so rick's nervous laughter Uh, yeah, you're the uh uh the vice president of uh uh, football things and whatever uh, and stuff I'm really afraid that Rick is going to get kicked upstairs and and have a big say in his replacement. Like I don't know that at all, but that really concerns me. Would they though? Like would they would they have him in the room for know. interviews? Like, this, I don't know, I, man. I but like I mean, he would, he would. You say kicked upstairs, but he would. To me, he would be working for whoever they brought in to run the football department. I hope you're right. I just don't. You wouldn't know have that. like juries. Like, but what if he did? What if he was, what if he thought he, I mean, mm. that franchise can be weird sometimes. Uh, the Kellen Moore interview on the coaching front is happening with the Jaguars today, by the way. So the Jaguars are already way out in front. The Jaguars, the Jaguars zoom is probably like, Kellen, are you there? Can you the, hear us? And the, uh, yeah, the, the Byron Leftwich interview is also today. So today yeah. the Jaguars will, they've already talked to Doug Peterson. They're going to talk to, Kellen Moore and Byron Leftwich today and Bill O'Brien next week. You know what? If you're talking to Bill O'Brien, I'm confident you're going to screw things up again. <laughs> what are you doing? Why is he on your list? He's above Seriously. 500, man. He's above 500. He's up. Can do worse. 
Dex's word of the day is perfect. <laughs> buffoon. Bill O'Brien. Okay, yeah, if he didn't you. have kind of a butt chin, would you still call him a buffoon? Or does he look like a buffoon because no, he, he has a butt chin? It's, it's the he's, a college, he's a college guy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he coached in, in the pros, but he looks like and acts like a college guy. He's got the college act down. He does. Didn't he coach Penn State for a couple years, yes. too? Yes. And then he left. Yes. Okay. He, he's a college guy. He's perfect there. He should be Nick's OC for the rest of his coaching career. He could probably do pretty well as like the Rutgers coach or something, too. Right? Yeah. Like if Greg, Greg yeah. Schiano, the yeah, same he, guy. Bill O'Brien, just be like an eight win. Schiano, it's the same guy. Those three will never be seen in a room together because they're the same human. That's <laughs> uh, hilarious. I don't call him a coach. Call me coach. <laughs> All right, that is uh, that's a wrap. That's purple props right there. We just kind of threw that episode out the window. And oh, said, I got oh, one more go thing. Over GM candidates. I got one more thing, real quick, boys. The Wilfs, I am told, are staying in town. Often fly out after games on Sunday. Staying in town into Monday, but also I am told that they have done this before to attend the end of the season meeting. Mm. So, are they staying in town to do that, or are they staying in town? <laughs> I'm just so telling what would you they, right do you think, it out there. Do you think they would they would attend? So the season-ending meeting, is that usually driven by Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer? I think and, it's driven by the, the team? coach ordinarily, yeah. So yeah. is it possible that they would they would let those guys kind of set up the meeting as they normally would, and then all of a sudden, like, the Wilf music hits, and they come walking. <laughs> Where's Mark? Who, who walks in first, Mark or Ziggy? Uh, I, I could see Ziggy doing the Vince I McMahon could, power walk down the road. I'm ramp. with you on that. <laughs> goofy little mustache. All right. Well, tomorrow, as you're uh, listening to this or watching this, tomorrow Vikings Vent Line will be all about looking ahead. What do you guys want to see happen with this organization? You know, I don't know if something big happens in the exhibition game between the Vikings and Bears, we'll mention it, but it's going to be a forward-looking episode of Vikings Vent Line. So check it out. This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. See ya.